been asking me to be the best in the world. Why, Eddie, why? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And it's your boy, Stevie Jobber. Welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, boy, do we have a treat for you. The guest so nice, we had to bring him on twice. Ahead of his major world heavyweight title clash with Jacob Fatsu at MLW's Fightland, we have the one, the only, leader of the Bumaye Fight Club, Mr. Alex Kane. Good after that. The assumed, uh, the winner of Fightland goes on to face uh, Matt Cardona, taking it to Long Island. Uh, are you worried about the guy that's impatiently waiting in the background? Am I worried? Like Am I worried about Matt Cardona? Of, are you worried that he would step outside of himself to, what do you mean step outside of himself? Like, like, like to try to interfere in the business? I mean, possibly, man. He ain't stupid. He's right on the horizon. Nah, he ain't dumb. He he ain't dumb. He ain't dumb. I mean, it, I mean, if Fatu manages to beat me, if he manages, if if, if he manages, but big I'm not if, but if he, but but it's a big if if he manages to beat me or whatever. Cardona, Cardona ain't coming out uh, of of one shot with the belt. If when I beat Fatu. Cardona coming out of one shot with the belt. He's gonna he gonna have his chance. He's gonna have his day in the sun. He's gonna mm. be able to bask in it. He's gonna be trying to get he's gonna try to get the darkest tan he possibly can. Cause I swear that man's trying to impersonate a, impersonate a man of color. It's crazy how tan how dark he tans is crazy. <laughs> um but yeah, like this will not be like any of his other matches that he's ever had. This is I, like it's it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy for old Matt Cardona. We're really gonna test Matt Cardona and see how good Matt Cardona really is. Do you think it's crazy that people can put you there as one of those benchmark guys uh, now? Do you feel like it? It's do you feel like it's it should have happened already? Because I feel like now you are one of those guys that you can bring to other promotions and. We talked about this earlier, but elevate people, elevate people, yeah, it's a... in kind of a a service way to see where everyone else is across the map because you're you're a certified world champion. You got you're carrying Bumay on your back, MLW on your back. You're going uh, overseas. Um, so, like, it's a weird spot to be in. Um, like normally people who are in the spot have been wrestling for like 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. or so. Like they have all of that experience. Um, I've only been wrestling for five years, are about to be six next year. Um, so it's definitely a, it's definitely a weird spot to be in, no doubt. Um, but it's also a cool spot to be in. But like, like the thing that I have to remind myself is I'm also still learning. Like, yeah, like my presence and, you know, what I'm bringing with me is definitely going to help elevate any locker room that I'm in. The mm-hmm. knowledge that I have in, inside uh, this, these two years of mine is going to help elevate talent no, no matter where I go. But like, I try not to put that pressure on myself because I also have to remember that I, again, I am still learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also got to stop learning, honestly. 
Yeah, I was going to say, and it's also got to be quite an experience, too, that, like you said, you've only been wrestling for five years. You've been with MLW for about two, and that they have so much trust and faith in you already that they gave you the world title opportunity, and you delivered on it, and you've been running with it ever since. Um, And I, I think the reason why they trust me so much is because I trusted them. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, when they when they initially signed me, like, yeah, I, like, I was, I, when they initially signed me to MLW, it wasn't like I was having this, like, crazy indie run where I was just everywhere going nuts, crazy, anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. I was still, like, relatively kind of, like, building my name up, but they saw me and they saw something special in me and they brought me in. Um, and then, like, at first it was a little weird, like, putting my full trust into somebody that I didn't know yet as I've gotten to know like the office and court Bauer and stuff like that. Like I'm more and more trusting. Um, but at first it was a little rocky, but like once I was like, you know what, I'm just going, I'm, I'm just going to dive in head first and whatever happens happens. And what has happened is becoming world champion. Trust the process. Yeah. Even yeah. if, if sometimes it's going to feel weird, like, and not, this is not just wrestling. Like um, if you want to achieve something or whatever, it's not going to be uh, smooth the entire time. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be times where you question yourself, um, but you just got to keep going forward. Um, and like, if it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out and you're going to find that out. But like, if you're, if you begin to start cooking and things start to really, really turn or whatever. You just got to give it time. Just, like, keep on going. I respect that. I want to I talk to you about what moment you thought really turned Bumae into being for the people. Because uh, there was a moment where I feel like you had so much momentum that, in a way, it didn't matter how bad you were, they just started to love you. And why do you think that moment was when you decked that guy with a cheesesteak? Uh, because that was <laughs> I'm bad. I bet you just inserted that in the like this <laughs> the moment. Um and then pro- you're you're probably right. That probably is the moment. Um uh I, I mean also I think I think what kind of planted let me go back. I think what kind of planted that seed was starting to say that Bume Bume is for the people. Cause like when I first said it, we were still heels. Like we were still like mm-hmm. like they weren't like they weren't behind us yet. They weren't even fucking with us yet or whatever. It was just like this guy sucks. But like mm-hmm. when I started to say that, um, and I believed it, like, yeah, we're bad, we're bad guys or whatever, but like we're your bad guys. And they were like, no, 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 no. You guys suck. Um, so I guess it's one of those things that kept throwing, just throwing it at the wall, throwing it at the wall. People finally caught on. Um, the cheese stick moment, um, I think, really latched people on because it was like, it felt real. Mm-hmm. It felt real. It felt real and it felt authentic. Um, and it was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Um, called <laughs> the man hilarious. a hoe on TV. Like, that's crazy. Um, so like, I think, yeah, that was definitely the, I think that was definitely one of the moments that kind of like really like flipped everybody. It was like, okay, yeah, we're fucking with this guy. Let's go. You know, what's funny too. I think you're probably the first person, at least that I've ever seen in history 
that smacked another man with a cheesesteak. I don't think even people from Philly have thought of smacking somebody nope, with a cheesesteak. They probably haven't. I'm the first. I'm a trendsetter, baby. Trendsetter. Now, hopefully it becomes a trend. Um, I, know I mean, I honestly, I wanted to make it a make it a thing. Maybe not slap everybody with cheesesteaks or whatever, because you know you're not always going to be in Philly. But mm -hmm. I mean, we've been in Philly a lot. But that's beside the point. Um, uh, just like slap people with like different like di different famous foods from from certain from yeah, from like city. like if you go to New York, you slap somebody with a slice of pizza or something. yeah, like you that, like but, um, with a hot dog. Yeah, uh, certain people thinks that uh, that's uh, that's overdoing it. Like when I was in Atlanta, I um, I beat a guy named D three, um, and after the match, I shoved the peach in his mouth, um, made him eat the peach. He really he he went do a ham on that damn peach. He went ham on that peach. Oh my gosh! But yeah, just stuff like that. I think is funny. Yeah, no, that that actually does sound pretty. You might actually have to make that a thing going forward. That's something. What's great is that that could actually be a great gag. Just yeah, uh -huh. a way to hit a guy with some sort of food. <laughs> Whatever food is like of that place that night. You're exactly. gonna that food. Have somebody great. from Bumaya just sitting in the crowd with the food waiting for you, and then as soon as you're ready, just hit somebody. <laughs> Or maybe they hit them with it. Yeah, see, they, they 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 they're all incognito. They pop up, pow, right there. Uh huh. Save you from doing the dirty work. Exactly, exactly. You got to delegate. If you got shooters, you got to delegate. Yo, man. So, would you say Fightland is probably your biggest title fight? Definitely, definitely. It's against the former MLW World. Like, no, it's against. A former MLW World Heavyweight Champion and also the longest reigning MLW World Champion in Jacob mm -hmm. Fox. It was definitely the biggest title defense that I have. Um, and it's going to be fucking nuts. Um, but like... Well, well, hold, on, hold on. So before before I let you dive into it, because I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to run past the moment where you became champion. Mm -hmm. Because I got to be there live to, to, to see it and feel that crowd. I we shot a pod about it probably the day after yeah we where did. i do wasn't able to be there but i was just describing how behind you the fans were uh what was that moment like for you just winning the title winning the title? the title fight oh man it was the whole day was very emotional um it's very very emotional day for me um, and I don't really tap into my emotions as, like as much as I should. Mm -hmm. uh, so I definitely, like I called my dad. Um, I had a good cry. Um, there were some other things going on. Uh, didn't get into that. But there were some other things going on that was also souring my mood a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But like when I heard, when I heard the crowd, um, like, coming out i'm just like yo this is this is really fucking it this is really fucking it we're really about to do this shit um i, I can't I, I can't i can't be like oh it was a boyhood dream because like when i was growing up i didn't i didn't dream of being a world champion or, or like any, any kind of champion i just wanted to be a professional wrestler but like mm. um this was a goal that i set for myself when i started wrestling like i want to be a world champion somewhere uh, so for for f to to do it and to do it in such short fashion 
is insane to me. So it was definitely a beautiful moment. And then, you know, everybody getting in the ring, um, being like saying those, those words that I had after the match. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, it was just a powerful moment, man. It was just a really powerful moment. The response that I got on Twitter and everything was crazy. Like, like I really do feel like I do have the culture on my back. I mean, a lot of us do, a lot of us have the culture on our back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I'm just trying to carry it well. Um, you know, make the people that look make especially make people that look like me proud. But I'm um, just trying to make everybody proud and have a okay. good time doing it. So, allow me to hype this up before we finish on this, because that was I I needed that moment before we get to this moment. So, when I first saw you live, um, was it Fightland 2021 two years ago? That was the first time I saw you live. That was the first time I saw Fatu live. And you were the surprise that I didn't think I was going to see. And Fatu was originally who I came there to see. Didn't know he was going to lose that night. Mm -hmm. But you could even tell from the energy in the room that night how they were behind Fatu. And he was coming in with Contra. He was... Like you said, the longest reigning MLW champion. Um, and it just felt like he shouldn't have lost that night. But anyway, you could see how behind Fatu everybody was. Fast forward to you winning the MLW championship, you starting Bumae, you building Bumae into what it is and the massive following. And now Fatu coming in as sort of the underdog. But him making like a full circle back to the championship, mm-hmm. and now you're the guy on top with the belt, with the large following, with the people behind you. What does this moment mean for you um, going into it? And what do you think it's going to be like once the belt ends? Man, um, fuck. I mean, outside of kayfabe, um, Fatu has definitely been one of the most supportive guys in the locker room. That outside of Bumaye, like I mean, just like you know, as a locker room like leader, he's mm-hmm. always been very, very supportive, um, very caring, um, and just an all-around just like good dude. Um, and like. I mean, like, even before I met him, like, I knew, like, this is a match that I wanted to have. Um, initially, I, got, I guess I'll, I'm always going to end up going back to something. So we're going to go back to the Hammerstone match. Um, they, the office and every, like, everybody thought that this, that match was going to be, like, some Hogan Rock shit where, like, the crowd was going to be split. And that was not the case at all. Even I thought the crowd might be split. Not at all. They were tired of his shit. Um, they he even got a same old shit chant, which is hilarious. My wife felt bad for him because she was also yeah. Crazy. Some of those chants got yeah yeah. They, she felt <laughs> yeah. really bad for him, um, but I did not. I was like, this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so like, a good life. hey, he a hoe. Um, yes. so like going into this Fatu match, and Fatu's always he's just the dude's just over. Like you you're not booing Fatu. You're not mm-hmm. He's always going to be over. Um, so, like, going into this match, 
I'm most interested in how the crowd is going to uh, react to it. Because, like, mm-hmm. Fatu is Fatu, Alice Kane, Bumai Fight Club. Like, I've had I've had the people in my fucking, in, the, in my grasp this entire time, since even before I won the world title. And, like, uh, Willie Mack and, uh, and, and uh, Tom Lawler. And even the crowd was a little split with me and Tom Lawler. But I know the crowd's definitely going to be split down the middle for me and Fatu. Or they might just turn on me for that night or whatever. Who knows? That's yeah. what I'm excited to see. Um, I know the match is going to be fire. Two Titans going head to head. Uh, I'm gonna test his wrestling ability. He gonna he gonna beat my ass. Uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Is there is there any possibility that this is gonna go outside of the rule book? Because this is because I know this is this is a straight match, right? As far as I know. I don't know. Some of them, uh, some of them, uh, the MLW opening packages, they be saying no rules. So I don't know. Right. Every now and then, there's a there's a twist in it. I feel like, I feel like y'all might take it there at one point. But I mean, who, I who mean, knows? I don't know. I don't know where you're thinking we're going to take it. Um, you know, there might be some weapons involved. Uh, you know, uh, Fatu's a beast. You might you might need a little bit more than suplex to put him down. Yeah, you got to get some. That's a he ain't exactly the smallest boy in the world. That's a big he's boy not. coming at you right there. He is not the smallest at all. Mm-hmm. Now he's pretty nimble for a big dude. So I mm-hmm. see that shit don't make no damn sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it mm-hmm. does make sense. Like NFL athletes and stuff like that, they be big dudes. They be moving. They be nimble or whatever. So it makes sense from that standpoint. Dude's just an athlete, but to see what he does is a whole. To see it. And experience it in person is com- is a completely different thing. It's, it's like the human body shouldn't move this way. Like you, this big, you this fast, and you can do this, this, that, and the other. Like that, that, that kind of defies yeah, physics, right? There. It, it don't add up. Seeing it in real time is like this shouldn't be possible. Yeah, exactly. Kind of cheat but then to do this, I'm about to like, I'm about, even... to, I'm about to bust his leg up some or whatever. Nah. So he can't <laughs> do that. Do you feel him. yourself? Do you feel yourself catching him off the top rope? Is that not happening? Is there enough? <laughs> I'm moving, I'm, I'm moving no and I'm moving out of the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Self-preservation, baby. <laughs> Self-preservation. He said he got to work smarter, not harder. Yes. Smarter, not He's, harder. I mean, the man, he literally, he, I think he out, yeah, he literally outweighs me. I'm not, I'm not trying to catch that off the top. <laughs> Fair point. All right, man. Well, I just want to say it's been, uh, it's been great having you. Before we go, just a little thing I want to throw in there. Uh, O'Shea Edwards. What is it? Have you been working closely with him? Uh, O'Shea is, I mean, mean, what do you mean working closely? Like, are y'all, are you guys, are you learning from him at all? Uh, I mean, I learn stuff from O'Shea all the time. Um, But, uh, I mean, I can't say that I've learned everything from him. I've learned a good bit from him, but like our relationship is is goes beyond wrestling. So like he's kind of, he's more he's more like a brother to me. Um, he reminds me of my actual twin brother a lot. It's insane. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I pick his brain all the fucking time. Like that man is. I I have said it and I'll say it again. That man is the complete fucking package. 
He's everything you want in a professional wrestler. Because I, I, I've rarely gotten to see him. I saw him for the first time last time I went to a show. And he was just, he was so impressive. He can do it. And move. it was just like, man, this guy is, he is, it, I, like you said, he was like, this guy's the perfect package. Man. He can do a moonsault. What you yeah, mean? You can mean. do a moonsault. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, 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 I about it every day I go to training, but no. I mean, maybe one. But this man can do a moonsault. I think I was watching, like, I think it was a, an ROH show that he was on. Uh, I think it was maybe before the pandemic. Or maybe it was during it. I don't fucking know. I was watching an ROH show or whatever. They're doing a six-man tag. This man does a fucking moonsault. I think he misses it. But still, the fact that his big ass was up in the air, the way he was up in the air was insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's nuts. I think the current incarnation of Umea is a perfectly cohesive unit. This that the the way Bumai Fight Club is right now is I've always wanted it. Um, you know, you have the whole Myron Reed or whatever. We plugged him in there. He did. He just didn't. He just didn't work. He what? He just didn't work. He wasn't repping Bumaye. None of that stuff. He just did. He wanted to do his own thing. Cool, great, awesome. We plug in Jay Bougie. Jay Bougie was repping Bumaye before he was even before he even didn't had a chance to be in Bumaye Fight Club. Um, so that's why I rock Bougie. Um, the only missing piece of Bumai Fight Club is a uh, is a can't I guess the female isn't the uh, politically correct term, but uh, a uh, a woman figure mm-hmm. character within Bumai. Um, yeah, that's a lot. That's the missing piece. I don't know. What do you think about Trisha Dora, man? Bro, look, Trisha Dora is in the inf- infantry. She's doing her thing. She's making her money. Um, if she wasn't with the infantry, possibility, but she's with the infantry, so that's off the table. But who I am looking at is a girl named Jordan Blade. If you don't know who Jordan Blade is, go check out Jordan Blade. Monster. I just saw Jordan Blade. Yeah, we did see Jordan Blade recently. She's good. That's who I want. So we're trying to work that out. Speaking right, we'll, might wind yeah. up happening. Yeah, well, well Jordan um, Blade for Bumaye. That's gonna that's gonna be the hashtag underneath the video somewhere. Jordan Blade for Bumaye. I can't put my chest in it, but um, man, I just I want to thank you again for coming on. It's been great catching up with you, man. It's gonna be great uh, seeing you live, real time at Fightland. Uh, it's gonna be a hell of a match, hell of a couple matches to come uh some holes lined up some holes lined up i'm about to knock them holes down mm-hmm. and at the end yeah. of it all it's going to be and still mlw world champ right yep you got it right yeah, yeah. all right well thank you for coming on man and um dude you want to take his own yeah guys uh that concludes this episode alex kane again thank you for being on the show brother appreciate having you um and yeah make sure you guys stay up make sure you guys stay blessed and as always stay dangerous people have been asking me to be the best in the world. why